Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Uh, yeah, it's June 29th. We're about to be out of the sixth month of what has got to be uh, one of the craziest years I- I've ever had. I mean, and personally, it's it's been pretty stable, but you know, on the world stage, everything's happening. Everything's going down. Um, it's just, it's a pivotal year. Uh, this will be an access year. You'll look back in history if we survive, (laughs) um, and, and see like this was a year that, uh, humans had to pivot, especially, uh, the pandemic. The pandemic is making everyone pivot, but you know, the social and civil unrest that is accompanying, uh, the pandemic. Uh, this is a make or break year for evolution. We either will evolve or we won't. And uh, I think this um, kind of situation is unnerving because you start to see who knows what they're doing, who's a good leader, who's sharp, who's smart, and who's just out here serving their own agenda. Um so that's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch here in St. Louis. Uh, the protesters. So I may have mentioned um, the mayor of the city. So St. Louis is weird. We have a city that's got about 300,000 people in it and a county which has close to a million people in it. So the city has its own mayor and the county has its version of a mayor called county executive. So the mayor of the city uh, decided to go on Facebook Live and she answered a question. And in her answer, she included people who had written in to defund the police and included those people who wrote in their names and addresses, about 10 people, which is incredibly irresponsible. Uh, you might as well just tell the police, you know, go to their house. It's That's what it seems like. I'm sure that it was an oversight. Some people aren't sure of that. I believe that it probably was because to me, it goes to the underlying issue of are people who run for these positions in office prepared for them? Do they have any kind of political savvy? For me, the overwhelming answer for many of them seems to be no. (laughs) I went to college in D.C., where you kind of minor in poli-sci, no matter what, what your major is, because... In D.C., the news, the politics of the day are news. That's the news. And it used to come on from four to four to seven, no, four to eight every day was uh, the local news. And the local news was what was going on uh, in D.C., in the in politics. And then I had a professor uh, in a introduction to communications class. And the first thing he made us do is get a subscription to a newspaper so we could discuss current events for the first 15 minutes of every class. And if you didn't participate, uh, he was going to take that against your grade. So, you know, I've kind of been a news junkie ever since. And you don't have to be a skilled politician to realize it's never a good idea to release public names you know, there was no reason to do that. She could have summed it up and, and never read anybody's name and address. And address? I mean, I there's no. I think that's inexcusable. And I'm not particularly um, 
I just think that's inexcusable. I think that that was a mistake. Um, and apparently her apology didn't turn people on. So a lot of people came uh, to her home to protest. And then you got her neighbors. A couple of them walk out with, with an a- one has an AK and one has a pistol pointing at protesters who were, from the pictures, they weren't really like, at their house, they were just on the block protesting the mayor, which I think is too far. Um, I didn't see any police in the pictures. I don't understand why the police weren't involved. I mean, it's just you shouldn't go to someone's private residence just because they're a public official. Uh, but I think she could have um, done a better job apologizing because it took a really long time, from my understanding, for her to come out with a real apology. She didn't feel like she did anything wrong. And uh, yeah, that's not great. That's never great. Is when one person is upset with you like that and they vote for you, you've got to you serve them. You can't serve two masters and be in public office. You know, you serve the people. Uh and she, you know, had a that was a bad weekend for her. Um <laughs> it's looking like more and more many of people that are holding office right now locally are not going to be able to retain those offices. Um, and they're earning that. I mean, I, excuse me, I don't know her. I don't have any, I don't even live in the city, but, uh, I look at, um, the way people are reacting to her and what their frustrations are. And I mean, it was like hundreds of people on her block. Like they were infuriated. So it's like, you know, if you don't come out and meet them, if you, if you, she, she could have like, made a meeting with them on the blocks of city hall on the steps of city hall you know blame her for having them show up in your neighborhood so then her neighbors show up with ak's and stuff well i just saw one guy and his wife armed to the teeth you know just it just looked nuts on a very residential street big old houses old money i mean that was really startling uh, and I don't think that's a good precedent. Don't be going to people's houses. But it's just to get a reaction. It's just to get some answers. And if she had done that initially at the office, then, you know, you might have one rando person show up at, at in the neighborhood. But to have hundreds of people show up because you're not responding. Hey, that's not great. So anyway, we're in very interesting times. Uncharted territory. People are not going to be dissuaded um, and there's no easy outs. I think it's incredible in 2020. I don't know what state flags look like, but for Mississippi to finally take the Confederate flag off of their state flag. I mean, come on. I don't even know why we're even having this discussion. I don't spend a lot of time in Mississippi. I don't think I've ever even been to Mississippi, but it's shocking to think with the their history and the population of black people that still live in Mississippi and come from Mississippi, you know, why do you need this for you to figure out that it was wrong? It was always wrong. Why are we honoring people who lost the war? They lost. <sighs> we live in fascinating times. And I do think a lot of these things need to be addressed. And uh, for that, I'm grateful. Uh, I do think there needs to be some skilled leadership in place. And I'm not sure we have that right now. Uh, I was reading a post from uh, somebody started a group for my high school. 
and uh, what it was like to be black at my high school. Well, I didn't have a really bad black people experience there. I didn't I didn't feel like I saw um, racism on the scale that other classes have talked about certainly classes and from the 2000s like within the last 10 years uh lots of stories of you know students putting their hands on you and making racial cracks teachers making uh cracks and putting their hands on like I didn't have that and my parents wouldn't have stood for that they didn't pay tuition for the teachers and students to rough me up um so that's fascinating to me and I think the more we grow the sometimes it looks like we're going backwards um, so yeah, the, I think there are a lot of things need to change. My, my name is up in that school. I've made a donation and, uh, they put my name, uh, in the new school edition along with a lot of other people, but I, I can't have my name on something that's not right. So, um, you know, you put your hands on, on, on me or my kids or yeah, we got issues. This is school. This is not, uh, you know. There's no environment for you to put your hands on me. There's no reason for you to put your hands on me, ever. It's a, that's a violation, and uh, I don't take to that. So they either need to fix it, or they're going to have to take my name off that building <laughs> and give me my money back. <laughs> I'm not going to keep donating to that. So uh, I know I haven't heard everything, but uh, I've heard enough, and uh, that needs to be fixed. I'm not going to blast my school, but... Uh, if it does, if it continues to be an issue, then I will put them on blast because they deserve it. Uh, yeah. So today is June 29th for the last nine years. I got out of the hospital June 29th, 2011. So I've been on a mission for those last nine years, uh, to change my life, to change my health. And I'm well aware of why things have been so hard for me because a lot of times, you've got to realize that in order to effectuate change, to really change your life and 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 do the things you want to do, you've got to make a decision that's firm, so firm that no one can sway you from it. Well, a big chunk of that is in the, the environment that you're in. Everybody's not going to be supportive of you. Uh, everybody doesn't root for you. Everybody isn't cheering for you. And so I've had to... Um, really compartmentalize some of the things I've been working on because I don't have a natural support system within my immediate environment. Uh, that's just not what I've experienced. Uh, so a lot of my delay has been trying to raise my vibrational energy in an environment where, you know, people don't want to be raised. Uh, they don't want to match it. They just want to you know, tell you all the reasons why it's not going to work. And and when you pull back, like, that's what the city is. You know, if you're a person of color and you walk into a room and you start talking about wanting to make movies, you know, there there's a good chunk of energy that gets devoted to, well, A, I want to be in it, but B, would that ever even happen? How are you going to do all that? You know, it's just, you know, it's a pretty negative space is what I'm saying. The energy here is not high. But I can't let that dissuade me. And it's probably the same for you too. If you're an entrepreneur or a person with ideas and you can't, you tend to keep things to yourself because you're trying to make your moves low key because nobody in your real group will support you. I get that. But the key is to still just keep trying, you know, and that's what I've been doing for the last nine years is trying to build something sustainable for myself, 
professionally and personally and in my health. I'm not sure where my nose is all clogged up. But, uh, you know, you you have to protect what you hold dear to yourself because there are so many negative people who just aren't able to support you where you are. So on this day, I consider it my second life day because I came out of that hospital and I did not spend a whole lot of time worrying about, you know, all the stuff that they told me was wrong with me. I had a defibrillator on and they had me, I had a cardiologist and a nephrologist and a doctor and I had all these people, you know, lined up for my care. And uh, I just didn't focus on all the stuff that was wrong with me. I only focused on how to heal. And I think that made all the difference. And so wherever you are now, whatever quality of life you have right now, uh, know that you can change it if you're not happy. If it's not what you want, you can change it. And you might have to cut people out of your life that, you know, that you just can't be around because they bring you down. They're like human anchors and they're out here. We all know there are people out here who are just the dark cloud to your sunny day. You walk up feeling good and they just seem to like turn into a thunderstorm (laughs) and it's just like damn you're not never in no good mood so you just have to protect your dreams protect your neck and uh you know whatever you're passionate about you just have to kind of hold it close and nurture it like it's a little fire and uh eventually it grows but the key to being successful the key to manifesting the life you want the key to all of that is keeping your vibration high despite what's going on around you. Because let's face it, nobody's happy 24-7. And there are a lot of people, if they were happy, you know, their lives would look differently. Sometimes people don't want you to be happy because then that would require something from them. Then they have to change. Then they have to acknowledge that, well, I'm not happy, you know. So all I can say is it's hard work. But it's necessary work. If you want to be healthy and happy and live a long life, because the reality is you could be here another, I don't know how many years. If you're if you're like me and you're 50, realistically, with good health, you could be here another 50 years. Why ruin it with a bad attitude? Try to find your higher vibration. And when you're in a good space, stuff is drawn to you. The money, the people, the friends, the good jobs, all of that is drawn to you when you're vibrating at a higher frequency. I'm, you know, that's not, that's how it works. We call it God, but that's how it works. And uh, you can call it God. You can call it law of attraction. You can call it the universe. Whatever this energy is that envelops us and and sustains us it works for you when you're in a high frequency problem is many of us are in low frequency environments or we're low frequency thinkers it's time to raise that energy and get excited there are a lot of things to be excited about you have a phone that you can listen to this podcast on you have a phone that you can make your own podcast on which i encourage you to do Uh, you have your hearing, you have your eyesight, you have your health. Uh, and if you're, uh, able to get up and walk around, if you're ambulatory, thank God for that. Thank God for your brain. It's, it's a million things to start with to feel gratitude and you have to feel it deeply in your spirit. And I am always reminded of that on June 29th, because I am deeply, deeply, deeply grateful to be alive. 
And I think I went through all of that just to learn how to be truly grateful. So don't put your life at risk to learn how to be truly grateful. (laughs) Figure out how to be grateful uh, without having to almost die for it. Um, Because, you know, all these people that are so cavalier about catching COVID, they've clearly never really been sick. Because when you are struggling and fighting for your life, uh, it changes your perspective. And you would never, ever dare risk it. It's not worth the risk because you might not win. So, you know, stay encouraged, stay in faith, whatever that means to you. And uh, just try to be the best you could possibly be every single day and build on that. And uh, this June 29th, I am thankful for you for listening. I'm thankful for my health. And uh, there are a lot of cool things going on. And I just look forward to sharing all that with you. I have nothing but love and respect for you. And I hope that comes through when you're listening to this podcast, because I really, truly do have love for you. And it's better than just regular love. It's mad love. That's that's crazy, passionate love. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that you feel that. And I hope you feel encouraged. And I hope you have a great, 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 great week. And I'll meet you back here tomorrow. All right. All right.